Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Metal cough! Heavy hate! All right, John, Monday, a rare Monday recording. Not a rare Monday appearance on the tube, but a rare Monday podcast recording. What's up, everybody? Had to give our mothers some love, guy. That's right. Mother's love. Mother's Day. Day off for us men. (laughs) That's how you show the proper respect, John. That's how you show the proper respect. Yes. Hopefully, uh, you are the Mother's Day business. You had a good Mother's Day. If not, well, we're here now, so it all works out. Yep. Happy Mother's Day to all the mothers. Belated Mother's Day. Well, mainly men listen to this, so slash guys, slash uh, <laughs> younger adults. So tell your moms and your wives if they have children, happy Mother's Day for us. It's going to sound like uh, uh, it's going to sound like it's an attempt to be rude, but it's not. We're thankful for all your moms. Yeah, no. we are. Without them having you and deciding to, uh, you know, conceive on that given night, you know, within Who the last they 20 to, to 40 conceive, years. But. Yeah, maybe they didn't even, we, we wouldn't have you with your AirPods in or driving around your car. Listen to us. So thank you. I know you my guys, pe- mothers. I can say this definitively, John, from what I've been told, my appearance here was not so much a decision as it is a surprise. So yeah, it's good to be here. I was definitely not a surprise told my brother was. Oh, okay. <laughs> Let's just say I was born seven months after the wedding. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, shit. Shit happens. You know, was he premature? No, I've been to a few pregnant weddings. Yeah. When you knew. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she was noticeably pregnant. Oh, okay. Okay. It happens. It happens. It definitely happens. Uh, If you're watching the YouTube, we're glad you're here. Subscribe to our channel. If you haven't already liked this video, we appreciate that. Um, if you're listening, <laughs> early sirens. I mean, San Francisco's a war zone, guy. <laughs> you know? Somebody the other day, sirens went by here, and somebody for whatever reason assumed it was you, and they said John must live in the hood. Yeah. Um, but uh, in any event, if you're listening, we got the YouTube. If you're watching, we got the podcast. So you know, yeah. check it out. Also, uh, we do the the hand mailbag every week, so you just go to Apple iTunes. You leave a little review, really easy, little five star, but leave a question. And then you get your question answered here on uh, on a Friday on a YouTube. We do a live stream. And then we put it as a podcast for Saturday morning for, you know, we just like to give the people who are doing some some honeydews, some chores, maybe just a jog or a walk or whatever the hell you're doing on Saturday. Something to listen to. Yeah. Whatever you got. Yeah. When you're pretending so, to sleep in, but you're checking your phone. Anything else? I saw you already. You already mentioned the DraftKings game this week. I did not. No, mention that. We got a we got a DraftKings game out. You can find. Uh, I think we both linked it on our our Instagram. Uh, yeah, Rory McIlroy, big huh? uh, big big Rory Rory McIlroy. Uh, it's hard name to say. Rory McIlroy, uh, big win, and uh, he's not playing. I looked at the the list this week, but Texas Dallas. I guess it's a home game. Bryson he Byron gets to sleep at home. Yeah, so. PJ Championship be, next week. This might yeah, be a PJ longer. Championship next week. Well, yeah, where is it this year? Shinnecock? Kiowa. Kiowa. There's some classic golf names. I'd say Shinnecock. Uh, the place up in New York, classic golf name. Beth Page. Beth Page Black, classic golf name. Yeah. 
Olympics um, pretty good. Olympic o- Club. Olympics a great one. Pebble but, Beach. Yep, Pebble. I would say, but they're but like Olympic and Pebble, maybe just because of where we live, I know where they are. There's some other ones where I don't actually know where Shinnecock is. There's one classic. What's the one of the classic American Ryder Cups? I think maybe it's like in Minnesota or something like that. Whistling Straits? Yeah, Whistling Straits. <laughs> That's pretty good. That's just one I've heard all the time. I never exactly know where it is. Maybe Seminole's it's, pretty good where they play the Walker Seminole's Cup. A good and one. The, yeah, that was fun to watch. I watched some of that, that yesterday that, morning. That was pretty sweet. Brady's a member there. Looks hard as hell. Yeah, it doesn't look easy. <laughs> it does not look easy. Did you know they got both teams got hit with Montezuma's slash food poisoning and they were shitting, puking their brain? Like everyone was sick, both sides. I didn't know you could get hit with Montezuma in the United States. Maybe it wasn't Montezuma, but it was something like, uh, you know, coming out of both at every end. So it was wow. ugly. Just something from the team meal, huh? From the box. Yeah, there lunch, was a, the dude like from uh, I, I watched the guy win uh, from Ireland. And he claimed that it was the only match he could. He's like, I, there was no way I wasn't at least going to get one match in, but I was, I was shot the last couple of days. <laughs> oh my god! I guess Tyler Scrifacci, the dude that won the USAM, who played in the Masters, had a noticeable like big band aid where clearly they were pumping IVs into him. He didn't turn pro strictly for the Ryder Cup, so it was, or I mean Walker the Walker Cup. Cup. So it was a. Uh, Really, the course is sweet. I'll be honest. I was watching some of it yesterday. I didn't quite understand what I was watching. It's like seven and a half and seven, eight and a half. And yeah, like it's basically the, it's, it's it the Ryder Cup. It's the Ryder Cup with amateurs, kind of, I think, is the uh, is the idea. Yeah, it's cool. Cool concept. I mean, Cole Hammer, the guy from Texas, I recognize him. We had a 30-year-old guy on the American team. Did we? So it's not just college guys. Yes. BYU? It's, just am- it's amateurs. No, I think he's been out of college for a while. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, shit happens. So, DK game, get in it. And, uh, and yeah, we'll have some betting content, I'm sure, next week for uh, – I've already been circling, got some ideas for Kiowa. Okay. I mean, Rory, I mean, he, he won the PGA Championship there a decade ago. Wow. And his odds right now are 18-1. to 1. I would guess they would slowly work up this week. Did you consider getting Bryson – before we dive into some football here, did you consider jumping on Bryson? As I, I saw somebody tweet Bryson's – so Bryson leaves – in 78th place, lands, finds out he's made the cut, he's got to fly back. Somebody tweeted at one point he was 2,600 to 1. Yeah, I, 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 I looked at 2,200 to 1, and he was already in like 6th place. I'm like, you can still get him at 2,200 to 1 in 6th place? He was 6th he was place, but he was like four, like 5 or 6 shots back. It was one of those. I I, I contemplated. Um, yeah. I, but didn't. I, I, I didn't. I didn't. I did yeah. not had good luck. I, I yeah, not twenty two hundred to one. I guess it would have been twenty two. It would twenty two to, to one. It was plus twenty plus twenty two hundred. Yeah. Anyway, all right. Um, so a lot to dive into here on the pod today. Uh, we appreciate uh, everybody hanging with us. So uh, let's just dive in. It is a big week. Something to look forward to this week, John, which is the NFL schedule release is on Wednesday oh. night. Oh, 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 nothing like. Because we already know the game, just That's knowing right. the dates of the, the dates. <laughs> but I would also—it is a big deal—and and the deal. prime where the prime time picks are. Like I thought, one of the fun Fle- things. That- Monday night's now flexible though. At the end of the season, I think like the la- I think week twelve to seventeen starts uh, this 11. year. Oh, week 11. twelve. NBC is eleven. You saying Monday night football is maybe a week later? I think Monday night football is late in the season. I, that might kick in in twenty-two. I'm sure we'll get more information as this week goes on. Okay, but you do get. Like, Again, though, we give you credit 
for the game when we talk about it this week that the flex is really more of a conversation in the season right yeah you get credit if you get multiple sunday night games in the flex window when you know when we're absolutely up on it yeah i mean that was whoever your I, team I thought is. i thought one of the fun things that peter king wrote about and yes we will be doing a live show wednesday night during the schedule release i think it's going to end up being at five pacific but um i think one of the fun things that peter king wrote about in his um fnia was <laughs> was thursday night buck what do they do with the bucks here are the bucks home games the bucks are going to be at home thursday night to start the season you're not going to give them the giants so it's probably going to end up being the cowboys or the was it the bears was his was his guess i think you, 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 like you don't think you could give them like a uh, buffalo the fa- well, cowboys or or the buffalo was his you guess. couldn't give them like the falcons or sam darnold is that I don't think that holds up like Buffalo or Dallas would. Yeah, Dallas is a pretty easy one. But, I mean, I, even but my, my, my point is always like, I get it. You want to start with the bang. But if I gave you Sam Darnold and the Carolina Panthers against the Bucks at home Thursday night, is that getting less fewer? I, obviously, Dallas is so big, but it's opening night, the NFL. Like, yeah. hey, isn't it kind of a BP fastball? Like, it's just going to be so big no matter what. Who cares? I think you just try to hit. I, yeah, I mean, you could argue that, but why not just try you, and You hit, like coming out the gate swing. Let's try and hit it. Not just hit a home run, but let's try and hit it 620 feet. But I, NBC would be pissed because they usually like the Cowboys week one against the Giants. That's true. It feels like their go-to game. Definitely does. Definitely does. <laughs> but that, look, th- that's the beauty of this. So it does seem like, you know, you and I talked about this the other day. Uh, I think Connor Orr ranked his divisions last week or Friday, had the NFC West number one. The Athletic had a piece uh, today, NFL power rankings. Th- th- I don't know where the Cardinals were, but the other three teams in the division were all top 10. Like the margins in these divisions, particularly the NFC West, are going to be thin. The difference between some of these strength of schedule games the Niners are playing, that like, you know, the Bengals as an example. Um, which was their Week 17 game? Like these could end up being the differences in 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 an NFC West that I think at this point everyone's really bullish on. Yeah, I mean I, I think it's pretty clear that on paper the NFC West the best division in football, and you know it's weird because no one takes the Cardinals that seriously, but they play within the division very dip, you know very hard. One thing in the Athletic article that. Uh, that they pointed out that I, I would, if I'm doing power rankings and listen, doing power rankings in May is just a fun exercise, but I would not have the Niners over Seattle. And they had the Rams basically went six, seven, eight in the league went Rams, Niners, Seattle to me, like Seattle's earned it. Like the Niners would be the, it would be eighth. I would flip flop those two, but who cares? Ultimately this division is like the NFC North or excuse me, the AFC North, if you were just looking at divisions in the league, would probably clearly be the second best division in football, but they have a team that no one takes seriously in the Bengals. The Niners do not, or excuse me, the NFC West does not have a throwaway team. Like I, I don't take the Cardinals that seriously as a playoff team, but if you tell me they went eight and nine or nine and eight, like that is believable. Like the right. Bengals don't have eight wins in their franchise this year. Like to me, the Bengals could win four games, right? And that's when we talk schedule release. One thing that is going to separate the Niners versus these other teams, their 17th game is versus the AFC North. And the Niners, because they finished last last season, drew the Bengals. So the Browns, the Steelers, and the Ravens, like those other three teams got to play those three teams. Those easily could be three losses, right? Especially because this year the AFC hosts the games. 
That, that's a huge swing game for the Niners, where they just got lucky that last year they finished in last. I mean, they didn't want to finish in last, but big picture now that that season's over, it has big ramifications. There's a big difference between playing, I guess, the Steelers would. Yeah, the, no, the Browns were the third-place team guy. So the, them and the, Card, the Cardinals drew the Browns, and the Niners drew the fucking Bengals. Like, that's a big swing, is it? I mean, the Browns could easily be a 12- or 13-win team. Well, they were last year, but they won 11. Some people view the Browns as arguably the best roster in the league, top to bottom. Now, the quarterback, he's not one of the best quarterbacks in the league, but their roster is loaded. See, Miles Garrett, were you watching the draft when he came out and uh, did the pick? Looked like he was wearing one of those fake suits with, like, fake muscles in it. He's enormous. I saw someone tweet out a deal of him doing abs. You know one of those things where people hold your feet and you just yeah. go up and down, but you stay parallel and you don't talk. He was able to do that. Like 290. The guy's, I mean, he's a freak show. One of the things, and I apologize, I don't know, is it is it Shiel Kapadia for The Athletic? Yeah. Um, one of the things written in the, in the Power Rankings piece was Niners were the, un, were the uh, unhealthiest team in the league last year, right? In terms of injury, luck, whatever you want to call it. Worst injury luck in the league, and the fir- the third toughest schedule, and with that they still were not you know in the top five in terms of draft position. They still managed to. I mean, were they in playoff contention? No, but they kept the conversation alive for a good portion of the season. So I do understand because I'm a little surprised when I see that. I'm with you on Seattle. I'm not surprised in the discussion of the divisions because as you and I have talked about, the fourth place team in this division last year is better than everybody else's fourth place team it's it's about the depth and the fact that you do have teams rams seahawks and you would say and certainly the niners think this way that do think about winning the super bowl right these are teams that every year um in terms of the power rankings i do think a lot of that is about it's about the schedule and it's about the injury history because the niners to me are not a team that can afford to be forget about being the unluckiest I don't think they can afford to be like 15th in injury luck and yeah. be a top. They need a big 17. swing back. They need a big swing yeah, back. Yeah, like they were a couple years ago when they went to, when they went to the Super Bowl, they were the healthiest team in the league. They were bad, they were the unhealthiest team in the league. I don't think they can be like 16th healthiest though. Like I think they've got to be like a top 10 health team just cuz again, their best players are the ones that got hurt. Their best players are the ones that they're going to rely on the most. Yeah, I'd say that the reason they missed the playoffs last year, though, ultimately wasn't just overall health, right? It was quarterback position. And I think at the end of the day, the league is predicated on your quarterback position. So if they get stability at whether it's Jimmy plays all the games, whether Jimmy and Trey split half the games, however it works out, that it's just those two guys playing. If I tell you that only those two guys start a quarterback, I feel they have a good shot. If it gets down, like those two guys disappear and we got third guys, right? That's a problem. Nate that, that's Yeah, I mean, that's just, that was their issue last year. Like they, they were at the bottom of the barrel of their quarterback situation. And part of the reason that all these teams are going to have a high, I would say, strength of schedule is because the division, right? I mean, it's just the Cardinals won eight games. The other two teams won double-digit games. Like it's just, you play in a division where you're not getting bottom feeders, Right. And that's just like part of the reason I bet if you looked at strength of schedule last year, the way it played out at the end of the year, I bet the NFC East was pretty skewed because their division was really shitty. Right. So you just ended up playing a lot of four to seven win teams where if you're the Niners, every team in your division that you all division games were either eight, 10 or 11. Right. And that's just that's 
a lot of wins. Yeah. Well, and because also, if you think about their schedule, they ended up playing the AFC East, which had the Patriots, and obviously the Jets were terrible. Like they, they, they played some shitty teams. They they played the NFC East as well, right? They, so they played really the NFC their, East again this year. Their division skewed up. The, the other thing is like what looks like a break one day may not be a break another day, right? Atlanta finished in last place in its division. The Niners play Atlanta. Would you rather play Atlanta or Carolina? I think you could argue you'd rather play Carolina. I don't know. We'll see how we don't know how good Atlanta's head coach is going to be, right? Christian McCaffrey, all yeah, that think, stuff. But to me, you might to me that's always Atlanta. a massive. Excuse when you have Carolina. a brand new coach, it's a massive question on what you're going to look like. Like you could be, but that's a great example. Or you could be a red flag. But isn't that a great example of why Wednesday matters? Do you play that team week two or do you play that team week thirteen? But sometimes, when you, like when you week play the two, Falcons. they're harder. You know. <laughs> Sometimes it's like they just got continuity and they're still solid, and then they turn out to be shitty. That's also it does possible. go both ways. I mean, for as great as the schedule release is, and we're going to pimp the shit out of it, it's, listen, I'm not trying to diminish what we're about to do, but it is a complete guessing game. Well, it is, but again, <laughs> would you rather play Trevor Lawrence? If I just said right now, would you rather play Trevor Lawrence week two or week 12? I think you'd pick week two. I would, but this or the schedule release does matter. Do, am I going to Jacksonville? Am I playing them at 10 a.m.? Or am I getting them off a short week? Are they coming to me? Like that? Well, I mean, you I are guess, going there. We know that. Yeah. Oh, we know the home and away. You're right. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, but we don't to know me, the, the other times stuff. matter. The times matter. Where you're coming off matters. Typically, when you play teams like the Jags, the Falcons, like, and you are going there, those are 10 a.m. games, right? You like the Bengal yeah. game will be a 10 a.m. Bengal game, right? They're right. not like, you know, Bengal games working. at 4.30 uh, Eastern time. Like, that ain't happening. Nance really wanted to be there. <laughs> I went to a Bengal game one time as an advanced scout. Stadium sucks. Crowd? Uh, Pretty shitty. They were bad at the time. I think it was like Carson Palmer sit-out year. They were a disaster. Mm. It was ugly. People, right now, go to wineaccess.com slash ham to get 20% off. Our friends at wineaccess.com slash ham, many of you have already used them, and you already know how great they are. All our listeners, you're getting hooked up with 20% off at wineaccess.com slash ham, 20% off your first order. Last night at Mother's Day, I was telling everyone about the deal. I said, you're a wine drinker, you're a wine drinker, wineaccess.com slash ham, never stop selling. You get 20% off. Here's the great thing, that you can send an impromptu present to somebody. Everyone likes wine. And you can get nice bottles of wine. I mean, they have $100, $200, $300 bottles of wine. They also have like $15, $20 bottle of wine. And here's the key. To make it on wineaccess.com slash ham, onto Wine Access's website for them to sell, they only pick like one in every 18 bottles. Correct. So it's it's an exclusive club regardless of the price point. Yep. But then you factor in, you get a couple bottles with the 20% off. I mean, it's like legalized stealing. It's, it is. It's one of the best deals, I swear, that we've ever had on this pod. It, it really is. Uh, I think six bottles or like around 120, you get free shipping as well, uh, which is which is awesome. So then you're sending gifts that are – you can send a great gift with the 20% off for 100 bucks. You can send multiple bottles of great wine. Um, team of wine experts. They've got a master of wine. They spent decades building relationships with not just the iconic wine producers, but the under-the-radar winemakers. Wine Access tastes over 20,000 bottles of wine a year. You are choosing from the best of the best. If you're a, uh, not a wine expert like me, uh, 
you can rest easy knowing that it all comes with uh, satisfaction guarantee too. So if you don't oh. like it, they'll replace the bottle. That's not going to happen. And every bottle comes with this uh, awesome play sheet that tells you all about the wine, tells you what it pairs with, tells you about all the tannins, the acidities, the oak intensity, so you can learn as you go. And um, if you're a wine expert, then you'll see some of the best wine and best wine yeah, deals out You can pick, pick the regions. Sometimes when I'm out playing at like Chardonnay out there in Napa, and I'll look up and I'll see the, I'll see the private jets flying in. I'll mm-hmm. be like, ah, that guy owns a winery. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that guy. And who knows? Maybe we send a gift. Maybe you're sending a gift. Wineaccess.com slash ham. Maybe that, maybe that plane is just sh- shipping Haberman and Middlecoff wine. Maybe that's what it's maybe doing. Maybe it is. Maybe it is. Trust us. You're going to love Wine Access, too. Take advantage of this offer. Wineaccess.com slash ham. Do not forget. Wineaccess.com slash ham. 20% off. Get it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Yeah, prize picks is where it's at. Prize picks. America's number one fantasy sports app with more than 5 million users. I've been using it and telling you about it for months. It's the most fun and exciting way to get in on the action while you watch your favorite sports and players. We're not going to talk about my Otani-less season-long pick quite yet on his home run total. You just pick more or less of two or more player stats for a shot to win up to 100 times your cash. For example, this week on Prize Picks, you can go Anthony Edwards, more than 29 points, and Nikola Jokic, more than 10 rebounds. Playoff time's the time to join because star players mean more on prize picks. Keep an eye out for the starred players on the board, and you could receive a 10% payout boost if they're in your winning lineup. So right now, download the Prize Picks app and use the code HAM50 for a first deposit match of up to $100. Prize Picks, code HAM50. First deposit match up to 100 bucks. Price picks, pick more, pick less. It's that easy. Butcherbox.com slash ham and another special deal. Free for a year, you get salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips in every order for a year, plus an additional 20 bucks off right now at butcherbox.com slash ham. Been telling you about it for years. Been eating it. Four years on a regular basis. Easily find high-quality meat and seafood you can trust. 100% grass-fed beef, free-range organic chicken, pork-raised, crate-free, and wild-caught seafood. Always be prepared with meat in the freezer when you get butcherbox.com ham delivered right to your doorstep with free shipping. ButcherBox is offering you... Free for a year plus an additional 20 bucks off either salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips in every order for free. Sign up today at butcherbox.com slash ham and use the code ham to choose your free offer for a year plus get $20 off your first order. All right. Uh, So one thing Peter King wrote about, John, is the trade with the Dolphins. The trade up to number three that uh, the Niners made a lifetime ago. I remember where I was. Actually, I was on my way. I was about to leave for Napa when that trade happened on a Friday morning. Um, If we look back at that video we made that day and my photos from Napa, I'm wearing the same shirt. So uh, it was a celebratory weekend. But what did you take away from what uh, Peter King wrote about that trade and and ultimately how it went down for the Niners? Well, I was fascinated the original offer and was almost, you know, I guess loosely agreed upon was three ones, pick 12 and two more ones. So a, a net of two first rounders. And then ultimately, as the process played out, that one thing that was big with the Dolphins, and it makes sense after watching the way they drafted, and clearly they knew going in, they were not going to draft an offensive lineman. 
They wanted an impact skill guy. I yeah. think is one it, thing Brian right. Flores mentioned. They wanted an impact skill guy. And you know what? This is where I give them credit. It turns out all the impact skill guys, Chase, Pitts, Waddle, Smith, all gone by 12. This is where we talk a lot. I talk a lot. I, I think it's the most important part of the draft. This is why you're reading this thing about Miami and just kind of following along. Now the Tua thing will kind of make or break them. They're clearly pretty smart. Honestly, if Tua failed, I, I would still stick with those two. Like I, They miss on a quarterback, but I think those fucking guys know what they're doing. Right? You just I agree. Listen to their logic. Listen to their logic. Listen to the guys they're picking. Like They got a good idea of what's happening, guy. They've done a lot to this point that we can judge on in terms of just how they value and what they value and whether they can play the market right now. Yeah. The stocks they pick still have to hit, but they've shown that they're, they've made 28 trades in 28 months. Uh, as Peter King wrote, the Ravens in that same span made 14 trades. So twice as many trades and the Ravens make a lot of trades. To me, there's nothing else that a, an organization can do a better job of when you see a guy who's a franchise player, and you go, we're not going to pay them, and then you flip them like they did with Tunzel. Yeah. Now, they didn't draft them, but they flipped them because th- their whole thing was, we didn't feel we were never going to pay them. Boom, they got rid of them, and that's clearly reaped a lot of benefits. But ultimately, they came back. I'll never forget, Parag told us this when we interviewed him a couple years ago. And you kind of laugh at it, but I, I do think that the more and more, you know, I, I notice with things we do when trying to get other people involved when it comes to advertisers sometimes, you can't always be trying. Like, you do have to meet people in the middle. Like, y- the best deals you're going to make are ideally somewhat where they both feel win-win. And they had basically accepted the offer, or at least it was like, uh, you know, in pencil. And then they kind of came back. John Lynch has watched his daughter play tennis. I mean, if you told me what are the chances she's a Division One tennis player, I'd probably lean closer to 100 than I would like 80%. Well, John, he threw, he, was a, he threw hard. I bet she serves pretty hard. As a yeah, pitcher. I bet she's probably pretty good. That they said we need an extra three. And then you and me were talking before we jumped on, like there is precedent with a trade from six to three, and ultimately that's what Miami was going to do because they knew they were going to come back to, to get to six. Six to three cost the Jets three years ago or four years ago now with Sam Darnold, three second-round picks. And I'd say, would you rather have three second-round picks or one first-round pick? Because that's ultimately what Miami was going to get sitting there at six. And I I don't think it's that crazy. Three seconds, yeah. Three seconds or one-one because ultimately Miami had to get rid of one of the ones to get back from 12 to six. Yeah, I mean, and again, if if you told the Jags, we'll give you three twos for your one, it's always different when you start attaching players to it. But... In the context of this, right, if the Niners were sitting at six, let's reverse the trade. Let's say instead of trading from 12 to three, the Niners traded with the Eagles to go from 12 to six and then made another jump to go from 12 to three, right? Yeah. Let's say they'd done it that way. I don't think the cost would have been any cheaper because we know Miami had to give up a one. And so ultimately Miami only got one one to go. Not only they got a one. And then they got they added three that the tennis three that he got from John Lynch to go from three to six. So I, I think the deal was fair. And I, here's where I give the Niners credit, because I think sometimes when you make a historic trade, you get defensive. It's a natural reaction when the media is going to ask because the fans now are saying it. And it's just like the media loves Twitter. And that's that's where everyone's freaks out. You overpaid. And I think the moment you tell someone they overpay and this this works as an umbrella with a free agent. And it works definitely with draft trades. 
people are natural like no we just thought this was the value or we, we believed in this the Niners came out and said we overpaid <laughs> essentially like we knew we had to pay ultimately a premium to trade up early and we were comfortable with that because to me their deal they were very comfortable doing we'll flip-flop you 12 and 3 and we'll give you two additional ones to, to me I'm sure that internally like that's a shitload but ultimately they're asking for a three it'd be like you buying the equivalent of this trade just with the two ones like we'd use these some of these housing analogies and like the hundreds of thousands it'd probably be the equivalent of like buying a five million dollar house and then they come back and be like you know it's actually five million 125 so 5.125 are you really going to bitch and moan over 125,000 when you're spending five million it, it you know you could and some people do and, and i think sometimes in negotiation ego and pride but if you just look at the big picture like fuck it like we're already spending five million dollars Right? What's what's an extra hundred twenty five thousand dollars? And ultimately, the way Kyle said it, or you know, the way they justified against John telling Peter is that you know, we have the third round pick from Robert Sala, which I think you got to be careful with because it's like, well, you know, I, I won seven hands of blackjack. Well, that is your money. Like that is your pick, now. and it's kind of a fourth round pick, but yeah, because it's the end of the round, so that probably made it a little easier, right? It definitely made it easier. It's I mean, in the comp round. Yeah, I think part of it too is just it's not just how you feel about it; it's how you can present it, right? And you can present it as, look, we had two threes, we had to trade one of them. Fine. I think the way you price the house makes a lot of sense based on that—that that you had this other third-round pick. Um, but again, I go back to how much cheaper would the deal have been if they had done it? And it's not just if they had done it on draft day. How much cheaper would it have been? Let's say it was cheaper draft day, which, again, I'm not convinced it would have been. But let's say it was. What are you paying that third-round pick then for? You're paying that third-round pick for the three weeks that you get to evaluate Trey Lance the way you would want to evaluate Trey Lance, right? Spend the yeah. time with Trey Lance that you want to spend with Trey Lance and with Mac Jones and with Justin Fields. Like, they didn't get nothing by doing that deal early. That's the other thing I think we have to look at. They got something. They, they did the deal early for two reasons, and we only focus on one of the reasons. The reason we focus on is they did the deal early so nobody else could do the deal. That's what we always say. Oh, you did the deal three weeks early, so no one else could have done that deal two weeks from now. But there's two reasons. The other reason is the oper- you paid for access to the prospects that you would not have felt comfortable fully accessing if you were still sitting there at 12 and letting everybody know what you were thinking or at least giving people hints of what you were thinking like that's they didn't get nothing by doing the deal early so i look at that extra third they had to pay they didn't get nothing like and what would have been worse you hem and haw for two more weeks and then you end up paying anyway and now you lost two weeks of time like if you had said throwing a fifth you could have done the deal a month earlier hell they might have done that right Uh, there's it's not they didn't get nothing by doing it early and to me, if ultimately they paid a third-round pick <clears throat> to end up with Trey Lance and not Mac Jones, that's worth it alone. Well, th- yeah, Be- there's that. Because if you told me that they wouldn't have the access to do all that stuff and still made the trade, maybe they do end up with Mac Jones that way. So I, it, I'd say the third-round pick to ensure Trey Lance, shit, I'll, I'll take it. The other thing, don't you feel kind of good just reading that article if you're, coming at, if you're looking at it from a Niners perspective? That whole deal was a pretty high-level deal. Like, the Dolphins aspect of it was high level. The Niners aspect of it had vision. The Eagles aspect of it had vision. Like, those are three. I'll say this from afar. The Dolphins, I think, know what they're doing. Howie clearly, from a trade value standpoint, knows what he's doing. That that whole thing came together maybe in part because it had three parts. From the Dolphins standpoint, it had three parts. That all had a clear idea what they wanted to do. 
like you said, what players they had targeted. Clearly Miami had an idea what they wanted. I would imagine Philly had an idea what they wanted and didn't want. Philly wasn't well, about I'll, to draft I'll a quarterback give, there. I'll give you one. I think Philly has taken a little shit uh, for using a third-round pick to go from 12 to 10 to get Devontae Smith. Yeah. And I think Howie would say this. We would have taken Devontae Smith or Waddle at six because, we, you know, obviously we wanted Pitts. We knew he wasn't going to be there. We were going to take a wide receiver, one of those two guys. We ended up getting one of those two guys, and we added a first-round pick, right? Yep. So I, I think it worked out pretty I, well. I'll, uh, yeah, I'll, I would say in the retrospect, all three of those people in mind had a vision for who they wanted. They got who they wanted. And in the Dolphins and Eagles case, they got a little extra before they got who they wanted. But I, and I think part of this is understanding the value. This is we've talked about the Raiders not getting it way before the draft. Like you have these guys were having these visions in the middle of March, right? This wasn't like a week before once you've had all the pro days. I think March 3rd was when isn't was they it March 3rd when they started talking? Yeah, and, and clearly that then uh, the Dolphins once they started working with the Niners started calling Howie, right? So all these deals were kind of getting worked on. You have to have part of being a GM is not just like, you know, once the like a week before the draft, like I got an idea. You should have these fucking ideas in January and February. And then obviously the more information that comes in, but to me, the best teams are so far ahead of the game on that. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Have an idea of who's going to get slotted where. It's like you know the price points on the players. Now, you might be a little off, but it felt like most of these guys, all three teams, had a pretty good idea. Yeah. Right? It definitely does. It definitely did. Uh, yeah, March 3rd. We'll, we're open. We'll listen. That's what Chris Greer told uh, John Lynch. Underrated part of a GM is how you are on the phone. I do think part of it too is just you establish you get better and better with relationships sure. with guys like you really kind of know the way they tick. Th- that it there is probably, you know, one pushback has always been the GMs are a little more sacred, like sacred cows than coaches they get run through and a lot of GMs just it's harder for owners to get rid of them because it's kind of easy having them. You do just end up staying in that position a much longer than a coach, right? I bet if we just pulled up the last 10 years of the coaching picture there is a ton of new faces. If we just did the GM picture, I would say they're like 80% of the guys, even like the ball, like most of them are kind of the similar names, right? Spend more time with the owner. Just more go around just, like the NFC West. Yeah. Sneed, Kime, Schneider, uh, Jerry, Spielman, Howie. Like you just go around the league. Gentleman's been a GM for the last Jones, the last decade. Yeah, Jerry there Jones has been at it for a while. This was one of the first years there were like three or four GM openings. For the most part, most guys stay just in their spot for a long time. Like Dimitrov had the job for 15 yeah, years. Yeah, and some of these were simultaneous, right? Atlanta and Detroit were both at the same time. You're saying when they blew – oh, you're saying with the head coach. I'm saying they team. hired both together. I guess sometimes that happens anyway, but um, – It's becoming a little rarer, though. More – it's becoming like less – Felt like that used to happen. They were on the same timeline. Now a lot of GMs get like two or three coaching hours. Yeah, who's got personnel power in Atlanta? The GM, right? Uh, yeah, but I mean, Arthur he had Blank. like he hired Arthur so, Blank. Who the GM in Atlanta hired Arthur Blank? I'm uh, not Arthur Blank. Sorry, Arthur, Arthur Smith. Smith. Right? Yeah. Uh, well, I think Arthur Smith was had so much juice. I, I'm not. That's a great question. I'm not super locked in. Detroit with the feels like the GM is in charge there. Hired Dan Campbell. Well, Al- Albert Breer wrote that it was kind of like a mutual hire. Like they were both just hired and they hadn't known each other. So I, I, you know, I would imagine the GM 
has the personnel power on draft day and the coach has the power during the season yeah. type. Those, those are probably the deals in those two places. Who else? Uh, Arizona could be. G- yeah, I guess the Jets, he's been there now for two years, right. the GM. Uh, feels like oh, Jacksonville got a new GM, right? I mean, bulky and a new coach. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Bulky. Was the, was the <laughs> interim, though, wasn't he? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, okay, so one of our favorites, John, Mike Sando of The Athletic, wrote a piece. Uh, uh, was this Friday? I think it came out. It was great weekend reading. I read it on Saturday. Um, execs, what are they saying? What are they saying about drafts? Who did, what do they say about your draft? So we went through and we pulled all the quotes that Mike Sando got from anonymous execs. Um, and we're just going to rattle through them and kind of analyze what we think makes sense, what doesn't make sense. I think I pulled these in order of the, uh, of the article, all right? So here we go. First up, this is exec. I, I want, like, specific, I, I love when they say, like, an NFC exec, you know, to show that they're not making the guy up, but it gives me no context for anything, you know? <laughs> uh, NFC East exec. It's like, ooh, who could it be? The guy in charge of tickets in New York? So this is what he says. You can't pick the Alabama guy, Mac Jones, and have him turn out to be Daniel Jones. This is about the Niners draft. You have to pick the guy that looks the part and has big-time upside. Lance is starting exactly where the Buffalo guy started. High grit, high want to, works at it, loves the game, all those things that make you feel good about developing him. What do I think about the exec that calls Josh Allen the Buffalo guy? That's the first thing to address here. I, I just think, you know, that's just kind of how they talk, you know. I mean, he could have just said Josh Allen, but it it could be, you know, someone in the division doesn't want to give Josh Allen too much credit, you know. <laughs> uh, I, to me, I just agree with the original, like the first part yeah. of this deal. You just, you could not take Mac Jones. And back to talking about the value, if it costs a third round pick, if that was extra throw in just to get a peace of mind that led them to Trey Lance, like I, fuck that was worth it alone. But I, this is what we said the whole time where it had to be Lance or Fields. You had to take a swing for the fences. You, you just had to. And it would have been – there would have been a negativity to me just around every time that we went live, every time that you run into a Niner fan. It, it would not have felt the same. And I'm not saying Trey Lance. Like, most people don't even know, right? It's just a great part of anything. I mean, hope's a powerful emotion because you're just hoping. And that's what I think it is. But it's not because people feel great. People feel great that it ultimately right now that it was not Mac Jones more than they know Trey Lance because they don't. No, none of us. You and I watch more football probably than like 98% of people. And I, I never watched Trey Lance throw one pass live, right? I think higher than 98% of people, but yeah, I agree. It could, I mean, it's just – so part of it was just the anti one percenters here. You could not draft Mac Jones. And I think that's what the league thought. That's what we thought. It, it was one of those like – kind of universally agreed upon, like, they can't really do this, can they? When everyone kept saying it, like, it's they're really not going to do this. I think and they didn't. I think from people who follow the Niners, it was all, partly was like, I, I don't, don't make me, like, from fans who really like their coach, don't make me hate my coach. Kyle, don't make yeah. me hate you. From the rest of the league, it wasn't about that. It was more about, are they really going to misjudge just the, the value here of being at number three based on a prospect? And, you know, Daniel Jones... He went sixth. I mean, that it was, and it felt kind of crazy when they did it. And right it now, crazy. it doesn't feel like it's going in a good in a good direction. But it's to me, it's playing out the way it usually plays out with that guy, and that's not the way that Niners could have afforded to have it play out. 
No. Now, I, I, I think the pushback would be if Daniel had been drafted by Kyle, I bet he's way better. Just because he does have some, I, I, it looks really weird uh, I in New York at times. I, I, he's he has more talent than I think you're giving him credit for. Yeah, he's probably. more physically gifted than Mac Jones. It sounds crazy, but he just is. Another a former GM said this. Former GM, wait, doesn't he's got to be anonymous as a former GM? <laughs> Was he like put my name on it? And Sando's like, no, 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 this is only anonymous people. <laughs> I would bet on Trey Lance as a former GM. I don't know. Uh, I don't know how fast it's going to happen. A high character guy with talent going to an excellent system and an excellent coach. Then I'll read you. This is two quotes in one. Another evaluator, maybe a scout, maybe a, a middle cough out there, said the thing to fix with Lance, are, uh, the things to fix with Lance are easier than the things to fix with Fields. Most of that has to do with instincts, the quickness, the consistency of their reaction. So two guys who, who one guy who values Fields below Lance, and another guy who just says I'm betting on Trey Lance. Yeah, I mean, part of when the people you bet on in football, I think pretty consistently are guys with a ton of physical, you know, talent, great athletic attributes, whether that's if you're a wide receiver, size and speed, whether that's a quarterback, size and arm strength and athleticism that are super high character guys like that. That to me seems like an easy bet. That's why I think so many people are bullish on him, even though his resume is really small. There's not much to go off of, but they're going super high character guy with super, super great gifts. Like that's what more do you want to bet on? Because people often bet on super great gifts, average to below character. Those guys are always drafted in the top 10. The guy, the, the freaks, right? And those are hit or misses. But I think you do feel pretty good about betting on the high character. When his skills, the, the question is not his talent level. The question is, can it translate to good quarterback play in the NFL, right? Yeah. And you have that question about literally every guy you draft anyway. The mm-hmm. guys who have put four years on tape, we have that question about, right? There's the, Justin Fields put great stuff on tape at Ohio State. And it's a legitimate question to say, is he a great NFL quarterback? I, it, the, the second quote here to me, it would not surprise me, John, if we had all 32 boards, if, if half of them or more than half of them had Trey Lance higher than Justin Fields. I think it's fair. I think Trey Lance was very, very highly thought of. And part of that, right or wrong, is just based on the lack of information. That's right. Like I, I have yeah. less information to go off of. I, I have yeah. a greater unknown. I have a greater, like, at least, e- even though Justin Fields ultimately only started two years, I think it was 22 total games, and uh, Trey ended up starting 17. I think him and, him and Mac Jones started the same amount. When I'm watching... Justin Fields, he is playing Michigan, Northwestern, Wisconsin. Like, I am taking a huge guess on the the level of competition. Like, it's a dramatic difference. Shots fired at Dan Hawkins. Dramatic difference. The Big 12, brother? Uh, This is an exec. exec. The only strange thing to me about the Niners is if you're keeping Garoppolo and if you're paying $25 million, you lose whatever benefit there is of having a quarterback on a rookie contract. I would have traded Garoppolo and just cleared the books, saved the money, gone into free agency with more resources. See, this comment to me doesn't – the timeline of it all doesn't make sense. I don't think you can – until you know who you're – until you know you're drafting. Not three. an educated comment. And then the other part of it is you don't lose the benefit. The benefit will exist in 2022 if Trey Lance is good enough to move on from Jimmy. Yeah, but I think his point is like right now, you could just trade Jimmy Garoppolo or cut him and have the space 
and go trade for Julio Jones. Like, it is a lot of space. I think he's a little high on his number. I think it's closer to 20 than 25. But the point remains, like, it is a large chunk of change, right? 20-plus million dollars on a cap that went down is large. I don't think you could have made it March 15th without knowing they hadn't made the trade yet. You could justify it now. Like, could he be a post-June 1 cut? I'm just saying, like, you would. it wouldn't make any sense if you didn't have another move lined up. But to me, if, like, you were ready to make another move to get – Julio Jones, I'm just use him because he's a $20 million guy. Now, would I want to trade a second or third round pick for a guy that's 32 years old? And, you know, is it just safer to keep Jimmy? Like, there is a cost-benefit yes. analysis to all this. Yes, it is. Uh, one more exec. San Francisco is one of those teams that did a great job creating the narrative. They get treated kindly. Other teams with better records over the past four years get crushed. Look at some of their early picks. What makes you think Trey Lance is the right pick if you follow the record of their early picks? Uh, I think our buddy Chris Biederman wrote on uh, maybe the week before the draft that I think the Niners, you know, the old Ron Wolf thing, which I've quoted before, you hit three, hitting 300 or 333, whatever. I think Ron Wolf hit 300 draft picks that ended up as starters. Um, the Niners are like 285 coming into this draft, right? So they... They they have missed. There's no doubt, and they've been they've had some high profile misses. Now they've had some major major hits too, but it is interesting to see a little um, somebody who feels like they're not getting criticized enough. I do feel I I think there's some validity to this. There's some jealousy within the league on how they get treated with the 24 seven kind of reach around, and how I know Kyle's been anointed, and just did people just love Kyle and John. And just based on their resume, they had one season. Now, here's my pushback. Their one good season wasn't like they hosted a wild card game. I mean, they made the fucking Super Bowl. Right. They beat the shit out of everybody. They had the number one seed. Like, their one year was badass. And then, actually, if you really watched 20, it was pretty impressive, too. Like, I, I agree. Like, you want to nitpick 17 and 18. It had some holes, some issues. There were some problems. There was a lot of unknown he probably got anointed a little higher than they should have. But I'd say 19 and 20 were pretty impressive. Here's what I say about this all the time. Whatever. You want to nitpick. Do they get too much credit? Do, what, what, would you, if everybody's coach became available, where, how high would Kyle Shanahan go? I think he'd go really high. I think he'd be like one of the first five coaches taken. So whatever, yes. like say he gets too much credit, whatever. I think he'd get, that's how I talk about it. That's why I talk about him. However it is, whenever we that to me is the background. Now, he goes three more years, two more years, and he's not making the playoffs, and Trey Lance isn't good, and okay, that things change. But I think he does less with I think he does more with less. This, this, and this is the type of move where it's gonna be like there's gonna be eventually a concrete opinion, like it worked or it's not going well. Yeah. Right. Once you yeah. get now it takes time. Like we're we're just gonna naturally react and every human will, game to game, season to season. But you'll have two or three years looking back and be like, whoa. That didn't go well. Or <laughs> wow, that was that went pretty well. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's not be like you know it's kind of middle of the road. <laughs> because just the given what you give up, right? The yeah, the expectations should be, be out. They already are. I mean, we're just talking about people universally are like Niners are top ten team. Niners are top ten team. And part of part of that though is when they had the roster, they were really good. And then last year, all the guys got hurt, and then they br- bring the majority of these guys back. Now we can nitpick. I don't think they're as good the roster as of nineteen, but they're definitely pretty good. Like, they should be a playoff team, and that's where the expectations this year. But the weird part is, 
what if Jimmy's starting the majority of the games and make the playoffs? Like, we won't really know much about Trey Lance. No, I know. Well, here's the last part. Last one from Sando. Uh, an exec says, Trey Lance is a ball of clay, and the only thing is whether he can process at the next level because he just doesn't have the experience. But all the talent's there. The mental part seems to be there. The personality seems to be there. All the pieces are there. He is developmental, so it makes sense to keep Jimmy for now. Pretty straightforward. We don't need to spend a ton of time on that, but I think yeah. that, to me, is the reason that's... Was that John Lynch? I, I, it just said an exec. Could have been John Schneider. Um, we assume, I love when they always say rival exec. It's like, well, was it a rival exec or just somebody from, like, the Colts? Yeah. Uh, rival, exec, rival exec? Rams could, or Seahawks? But could, but could a rival exec be just another team in the NFC that, like, says we're a good team, too? Yeah, that one didn't say right. Exactly. We're, well, are you really a rival or... Rival is like, I think the reason you say rival is like, this person should hate him, but he has begrudging respect. Yeah. I think that's where that comes from. Yeah. All right, John, before we move on, let's tell the people about NetSuite.com. Go to NetSuite.com slash ham. NetSuite.com slash ham. If you're still running your business on QuickBooks, QuickBooks, you're out of your mind. You're running in quicksand. The bigger your company grows, the faster you sink with outdated software that just can't keep up. Yep, guy. NetSuite helps you automate your key business processes and close your books in a fraction of the time. Think days, not weeks. 93% of surveyed organizations increase visibility and control over their business since making the switch from QuickBooks to NetSuite. Right now, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind financing program only for those ready to graduate from QuickBooks. Like I said, you don't want to be stuck in quicksand. Get with the times, people. Get with the times. Head to netsuite.com slash ham. That's special financing for you graduates at netsuite.com slash ham. That's netsuite.com slash ham. Stop wasting your time spending your days dealing with manual processes, system delays, and then a system delay, and then another system delay scrambling to get the numbers you need. Get on solid ground. netsuite.com slash ham. That's netsuite.com slash ham do it what's up everybody it's your old friend john middlecoff i'm here to tell you about our friends at game time here's what i need you to do go to your smartphone download a little app called game time baseball season's in full swing oracle park been there a million times never doesn't live up to the hype go get yourself some garlic fries a brewski Maybe uh, some ice cream. They have very good Ghirardelli ice cream there. And when you do that, promo code HAM. So download the Game Time app. Your first pair of tickets, promo code HAM, H-A-M, save $20. The A's, only going to be in the Bay Area for the rest of this season. You probably can basically go for free. Just buy a pair of tickets to any baseball game. They also have comedy shows if you want to check one of those out, or concerts. Game Time app, promo code HAM. Save yourself $20. We don't even need to thank you. Just hammer that promo code. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. 
All right. Um, Peter King, how about this? I thought this was a fun thing to uh, dive into. And we can update this as the, uh, as the year goes along. Uh, where did I put this? Here we go. Peter King had this in his, uh, in one of his articles or in his article this morning. He said, I think the over under on Jimmy Garoppolo starting 2021 is 10 games. So he thinks Jimmy will start more than 10 games. Give me the over over under 10 starts for Jimmy Garoppolo. My gut reaction, John was under. I mean, every time Kyle Shanahan talks about him, he says, you know, Jimmy's only started one full season. Really? When you think about it. And he's right. He's not lying. He's 1,000% right. So how can I bet on this guy on the over? And I think there's a chance Trey Lance is ready faster than we think. Yeah, to me, there's just no way you could bet on the over given that he's been in the league since 2014. Now, granted, he sat behind Brady, but he's had one season where he started more than 10 games, and that was a Super Bowl year. Every other game, every other season, even the trade year, he started the last five games. Next year, he started three games because he tears ACL. Then he had a Super Bowl year. The last year, he had 17 million injuries. Now, I, there is a path if he stays healthy, which would clearly be a Jimmy Garoppolo outlier season. And I was someone who was adamant he was gone. Now, I also assumed the whole time they were taking Justin Fields, not Mac Jones, but also even factored in if they take Mac Jones. If they took Justin Fields or they took Mac Jones, I do think it would have been harder to keep Jimmy Garoppolo. Now, obviously, if they had Mac Jones, what do the Patriots have? And it would have made more sense, like... Patriots ain't trading for Jimmy when they have Mac Jones, but I just think it would have been very difficult for those two guys not to be the starter. It would have been hard for the fan base to watch. It just this, it's a kind of an easy sell for a guy that no one has even seen. So it's like, oh, he's a project. You just say that, everyone agrees. It's like, oh, I bet he is. You know, right? Just kind of universally agreed upon. Total project. So Mel Kuyper told us on this podcast. Yeah, and, and I, he is. I mean, in the history of the league, like a guy like him is always sitting for years. If they are playing well and Jimmy is in there, like I, I just see, I, I have a hard time seeing them do like what a Brian Flores did last year with Tua, right? Because do you could you see them just benching Jimmy if they're if they're winning now? It, and especially well, it's, if it's, Jimmy is pl- if Jimmy remember Fitz Fitz was playing well. Yeah, I'm looking right? at Jimmy as the Fitz in this conversation. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. That's what I that's what I'm talking about. Oh yeah. But You're they benched if Jimmy's Fitz for playing Tua. like Fitz. Yeah, but then they went back to Fitz. I know, but I you they just benched Fitz. And remember, Fitz was like, I think went on a show or whatever, maybe just came out and was like, yeah, I was devastated. It was hard. Now I'm not saying that that was unique. He's a bridge quarterback, but part of it, like they were winning. Remember, Fitz came to the fucking San Francisco and looked like Dan Marino. I do remember that. He, he was just good. He was yes, clearly I would be, the best quarterback. I would be surprised to see that. But I part of that is like. Well, is how does just an all-out quarterback look. switch mid-season when they're like eight and two? Well, part of what made it crazy is that Tua came in and then Tua didn't look great. You know, I think part of the reason you do that, you think, like, if you told me right now Kyle Shanahan does that week seven, let's just make an arbitrary. I'd go, but but well, you know, factor in they're six and one or something. Yeah, I'd go. Well, Trey Lance must be looking incredible, right? If Trey Lance then rolled out and was. 80 yards or 93 yards passing in his first game, I'd go... But, but even even take it back a step. Can you envision if they're 7-2, and two, like midseason or whatever, I guess the midpoint is now, eight, nine games, could you envision them doing something like that if it was going really well? I have a hard time. It'd be harder. I mean, I think Jimmy's probably Again, a different Again, I'm, t- I'm place factoring than, in Jimmy playing well, not like the team doing well and Jimmy being so-so. Yeah, I think part of it, right, is Garoppolo's in a different place than Fitzpatrick. Like, we've seen... We, we have plenty of Fitzpatrick data. Right to know where the ceiling is and kind of what he is. 
Kyle could justify Jimmy. I've never gotten this is only the second time I've ever gotten Jimmy like this. And the last time I got him like this, we went to the Super Bowl. Ryan Fitzpatrick's never started 16 games and his team went to the Super Bowl. Right. Based on in part the way he was playing. So that's you're right. That that is different. It would make it harder to envision them doing that. My to me, the other difference, though, is I don't think they would do it. It felt like the Dolphins did it as like, a, let's see what we got here. Not to yeah, because they were kind of found money on being that, good. and maybe to think they were gonna maybe be- they were going to start to it from the get go, and he wasn't physically ready to do it. Well, that's part of it. He was injured. I, I do think you could also question go if you just Fitz would have been your starter the whole year, maybe you end up with eleven wins. And you're in the playoffs. Yeah, because remember, part of them they 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 controlled their own destiny, and that kind of they stumbled down the stretch a little bit because Tua wasn't as good. I remember part of our conversation at the time, which was. Are you going to pull an Arizona Cardinals and trade your first round pick to draft another quarterback in the first round? Because you have Houston's pick and Houston's bad. So, you know, you're going to have the chance to replace Tua, but you can't go through the whole season without knowing if Tua is good enough or not. Right. I think that I, that was part of what I thought and what we talked yeah, about. Point. I don't good know. Point. If they, there, were, there, were, there were more variables at play. You know, I, it, it, it was a unique situation. But to answer your original question, you're right. It would be surprising if the Niners are 6-1 and one and they replaced Jimmy Garoppolo with Trey Lance. I couldn't see them doing that. Yeah. I, the only way I could see is if someone was injured and they traded him. Oh, if, so, if they like, Trey's ready. Jimmy's probably yeah. a little better right now, but Trey's ready and we can get a second and Jimmy was pick. playing well. And they, yeah, even if they get like a third and they're just get like, Get our third back it. for Trey. Yeah, something like that. It's not out of the realm of possibility. I would take the under, but I can see a scenario where he hits the over. Now, obviously, like, it would be an outlier health. Like, he gets hurt. That's part of it. Because if they're playing well and he's starting, I, I, I just think they're just going to keep going with it. Yeah. Like you said, part of it is someone DM'd me this a while back. Like, you envision a scenario where Trey Lance is just lighting it up in practice and the media is talking about it. I'm like, well... The thing that you don't realize, and most people wouldn't unless you are on our side, the, the, once the season starts, like training camp practices, not before Corona, you could just go watch the whole thing. That is not how the season is. Like Matt Mayoko gets 15 minutes of practice, him, Barrows, and all those guys. They do not get to watch the entire practice during the season. You don't know. The only people that knew Mahomes was killing it were like Andy and Veach and the team. Like the, the media wasn't out there being like, oh, how about the Chiefs? Dot, how about the Chiefs.com reporter? What do they do with that person? Does that person yeah, stay out there? Yeah, or does that person... it, it, it probably depends how well he's liked by the group. Uh, you know, it's, you know, it's probably a slippery slope. But you know what I'm saying? Like it's the, yeah. the, 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 t- the takes in training camp when everyone just feels like everyone, we know what's going on. That is not the way the season is. And, and, the NFL's smart and there's less reps that. for that guy, too, even if everybody was out there, right? Yeah, but he could even be like, I, part of it was like Mahomes was running the scout team and just destroying their defense. Now, remember back then their defense wasn't as good as it's become, but the point is it was clear, holy shit. Yeah. And he didn't start until week 17. or week. I wonder yeah, if you're Roger, 17. like, would you know, add 15 minutes and give the media 30 minutes, just create a little more buzz, maybe get a couple videos. I don't think it's crazy. Now, yeah. I think the, the it's where the teams really push back on like, Roger being like, you have to do 11-on-11 live for 15 minutes in front of the media? Yeah, part of training camp, right, is just you're not doing schemes. You're just running your play. You're just doing generic stuff. I mean, in the season, you're implementing, like, double passes on the punt and stuff. It's like, whoa, you should have seen the shit they ran. (laughs) You know? Yeah. Belichick's like, doot, doot, doot. (laughs) 
it's not in your best interest, but uh, no. it's worked. I'd say the NFL is working fine. I with think their look, setup. I'll tell you this: if Trey Lance is in practice after everyone's left and he looks better than Jimmy, word will get out. Yes. Somebody will say something to somebody. One big difference too is they loved Alex Smith, and they were not going to try to discredit Alex Smith. Even though, like, I think there were rumblings like this kid's pretty but, special, but they were not trying to be like, he's just going to kick him to the curb. I don't know if the Niners will feel as obligated with Jimmy. They may not, but there still is the trade value that you're talking about. Yeah, but it, but if his play is speaking for itself, why does it matter? Well, you just, I mean, you don't want to give any hint that like, eh, you know, we, we're looking for a reason to just kind of, we don't <laughs> yeah, like that's, him. That's, that's, that's probably true. But 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 to your point, your actions might just speak for themselves. Yeah. Speaking of actions speaking for themselves, uh, a lot's been made of Justin Fields' draft video when he was on the phone with your boy Matt Nagy, who could not have been more thrilled to draft uh, Justin Fields. I don't blame him. You sent me the video last night. When did this video come out? Has it been out for a few days? Or it, You know, I, I saw it on the meme. So, so I thought I it was going to be a big joke. You sent me a yeah, meme. I'm it, like, this is going to be funny. I would imagine it got out in the next 24 hours. I mean, clearly they were taping at Justin Fields' house. And then it wasn't actually a joke. It was just Justin Fields on the phone. Now, if Justin Fields was at the draft, he would have been the number one camera guy past like pick five. Pat, right? Over Mac Jones. Yes. Yeah. I, or, uh, both those two guys. I mean, Mac was, they kept going to him. Part of it is teammates kept getting drafted. But you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. he was, for a large period of time, who did uh where did i hear this so i was listening to something on a podcast and like the jags were seriously like the two guys that they honed in on were justin fields and oh, trevor Trent dilfer said that to russillo okay that's what it is okay. and and guess who Trent? you're right that is where i heard it you know who Trent dilfer's like best friend is Trent bulky so when he's saying that i don't he's saying that with confidence of like they were taking that shit seriously i've heard and listen whether it's true or not, we've both, you've heard something different. There's a lot of stuff out there. I do think the Niners were really interested in Justin Fields and he grew on him. I'm just putting myself in Justin Fields' perspective and with his agent. Going 11 probably felt like a dramatic tumble for the kid, right? He had to go into draft night thinking, I'm a top five pick, right? In some form or fashion, whether it be a trade or whatever. Let so me- when you get to like eight, nine, that had to, it's got to just be kind of rattling. Let me say this first before I answer that. I do think the reaction we saw from him was understandable. I don't think it had to do with the Bears. I think it had to do with this. The fact that he thought he was going to go earlier than he did. So I, I, so I, I don't like, I don't think, I, I'm not watching that going like, oh, Nagy's getting this guy doesn't want to be there. For me, the question. I'll, 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 I'll give you just a, a basic one if you're him. Trey Lance went over me. Without, exactly what I'm getting at. Like, well, two parts. One, I just had a pro day. Where it was basically for the Niners, right? Yeah, it was. I, I had a pro yeah. day for the Niners, and they made me feel pretty. I came out of there thinking, like, they like me. So then they said no. And not only did they say no, they drafted the guy from North Dakota State. Yeah. And then Atlanta, whose quarterback is, like, two years max away from being done there. Where I'm from. Where I'm from? They said nah. And then the Panthers picked Sam Darnold over me. And we just start going down the list of the other. The teams Broncos there. don't have the, a quarterback. The Broncos I mean, don't they have got a quarterback. Teddy Bridgewater, Drew Locke, and they's like, no, we'll take the, we'll take a corner. You know how Patrick Sertain 
in NFL circles is described. He's like a stand-up double. No one's like, you know, this guy's the next Jalen Ramsey. He's like, no, he's just a good player. They just, they wanted to sell, they, uh, Albert Brewer described him as a fairway finder. They just wanted to hit the fairway. It's like, it's a little high you're for in the top 10, finder. you're hitting a fairway. I know. So if you're Justin Fields, you're like, they're doing fairway finders over me? What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, I don't, bl- I, I, look. You're pulling out the two iron? I'm a driver. I don't, I, I, don't I think he was really rattled. Uh, the question, I, honestly, guy, I, I truly believe this. In recent memory, he's got to be in the in the quarterback influx. Just his pure physical attributes. It's pretty crazy that he was there at eleven. Just of the last three or four years, where guys five star produ- produces attribute four four forty huge arm accurate Ohio State like never been in trouble or anything. Like the worst thing I've heard is like you know he's got a little five star vibe to him. Like a lot of guys do. Like that's not that bad. Yeah. One eleven. In his mind, he had to be like, I'm better. We can even, Zach Wilson, you think Zach Wilson's a better quarterback than me? I, you could, okay, Trevor Lawrence, we were one, two. Like, Zach Wilson? You see some of the memes about him? Like, his, he looked a little overwhelmed the whole night. Just some of his, just around the other guys. No, he's baby face, but still, like, I, I, I do understand if Justin Fields' camp is like, we got fucked. Justin Fields. It's hard to say that, but. Well, maybe used though, because I don't. What? You think the Niners were more into him than I than I do, but maybe it feels like we got a little used here, right? I would I would understand that feeling that way, even if you weren't actually. I would understand being. Oh, you're saying way. that they they feel they got used as a pawn in this whole thing? Yeah, that's certainly possible, depending on. Yeah. But it might be as simple as I thought they're going to take me and they didn't, and that's where I wanted to go, and I was going to go three. When I came out and signed, I was the number one quarterback. Trey Lance was forty ninth. Um, I'd never heard of Trey Lance when I signed, right? That might be what Justin Fields is thinking. I don't know. But at the end of the day, maybe this, this is my final, my ultimate point on this. Maybe this turns out to be good for Chicago. Like, did they get a Justin Fields? And maybe Justin Fields, wherever he went, was going to work just as hard as he could possibly work. But I've heard enough players talk about where they got drafted, motivating them that maybe getting drafted 11. And one man's, one man's 199th is another man's 11th, by the way. Yeah. He could be just as devastated at 11 as Brady was at 199. Maybe this Rogers is, twenty. What, Rogers twenty four was there one ninety nine. Yeah. It's all it's all it's all relative to that year. Maybe this is his fuel. Part of like Mitch Trubisky's like I just went two. <laughs> what? Yeah, winning. <laughs> yeah. So um, maybe this is Justin Fields' fuel. I I would guess that when Justin Fields shows up, I had the list here. When does when do rookie OTAs? Turns out OTAs didn't happen. I, I think. Well, I mean, they got canceled, but it turns out they didn't get canceled because none of the players listened. Even though Tom Brady, you see, got on the call last week and told them all we're getting screwed. It's like Tom, this isn't about you. It's about all the just the working class people. I think all the rookie OTAs are this weekend. There yeah, were I think three the, last weekend, and the, the theirs are this. The weekend. Bears start the twenty fifth. Uh, no, that's sorry, so ma- sorry, sorry. That's not uh, Bears is is the fourteenth rookie mini camp. Gotcha. Uh, I think the Niners is Friday. What what day is the fourteenth? Tenth, eleventh, twelfth. Yeah. 13th this Friday yeah so um I would imagine the the Justin Fields that walks into the Bears facility is a Justin Fields who's pretty fired up to be a bear ready to go to work um now he's gonna have to earn that job he does I mean Andy Dalton we like Andy Dalton's a real NFL quarterback but I would imagine what we saw was just about everything we just talked about not about well, I don't know. I don't know if I want to play for Matt Nagy. I don't think it was about that. 
Would you rather play for Arthur Smith? I, I mean, you would based on where it is, but he didn't. He didn't go to. He went to the Bears. Yeah, but you, you never know. To him, that might not mean that much, right? That is something you always got to put. In the it back might not, like, but here's the thing: I think even history aside, like you just you end up when you play for the Bears, you end up getting treated differently than about twenty other places get treated. Yeah, it's a massive franchise. It's a for as shitty as that day probably was to him. It has an opportunity to work out really, really well. Because here's the other thing: the bar is really low. I don't know for Bears quarterbacks, so it's like he. I I told this to someone with the Bears. I, I just believe this, and I've seen it. I saw it with Jimmy. Uh, I, I think you see it with a lot of rookies that just teams, franchises, when they're desperate. I think you saw it a little with Baker in Cleveland. When we want it to work, a fan, someone in that city, with whoever it is, if you're a Browns fan, like, Baker is supposed to save your franchise. And I'd say with Justin Fields even more, not only save your franchise, but you kind of fell into it. Like Baker, you did draft him number one overall, so it's probably held to a higher standard. But I, I, I think the whole town is going to try to lift him up. Like they, they want it to work. They're going to be, they're going to have his back, even if like he has a rough rookie year, because they're going to feel lucky to have him. And I think your landing spot with the fan base sometimes can be. Like I actually think Zach Wilson's kind of going in at a weird time. Because he's taken over for another younger guy who wasn't great, but he wasn't bad. It's just, it's not as easy of a landing spot as you'd think. Yeah. It's it's sometimes easier when it's just been really shitty. Like Mac Jones, actually, he's not filling Brady's shadow. Because they had the year, even Cam was pretty terrible. They're like, just kind of open to like, I can just give us normal quarterback play again. Also, with Fields, like no one's wondering what does this guy look like. They just want to know what he looks like as an NFL quarterback to your point on comparing him to Wilson. Jets fans, part of watching him is like, is this guy going to look like an NFL quarterback the first time we see him yeah. in a preseason game? Or is he going to look like he doesn't belong? Right? There's this whole other big question with them. I'm with you. I'm, I am with you. Bears fans are right now feel thrilled to have him. They're going to go, I don't want to yeah. say easy, but... Plus, they're all rooting for him to beat out Andy Dalton. Like, he's the good guy in this situation no matter how it plays out. Well, there's another curveball guy. That if Rodgers somehow is, they can't work it out and is traded and Fields can have a good rookie season, and the Bears can make the playoffs, all of a sudden, like, he could have, like, a legendary franchise rookie season. Like, we got a rookie quarterback, Rodgers out, the guy that we could never beat, and all of a sudden, we're the fucking toast of the town? Or toast of the division? It could just be one of those, like, bang, bang, booms. Now, you need Rodgers to go before we can talk about that, and I don't know if that's going to happen anytime soon. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, Peter King wrote he thinks it's going to be at least a couple of weeks before anything takes place, but who knows? Maybe it feels longer than that. Uh, a couple other things, John. Uh, Tim Tebow's back in the league. I saw that. I with the Jags. Bob Baffert's horse. Oh, you got a thought on Tebow? Really quick on Tebow. Has not played in eight years in the league. It's a long time. But he's been playing uh, double-A, single, high-A baseball. (laughs) Eight years is pretty crazy. It's a long time. Now, he does eat avocados. He doesn't dip chips. He uses a spoon. Like, he's a health freak. And doing a position switch. Yeah, to me, my biggest question, as you know, just a former guy who used to be the Bushes, would be... One just blocking, like is he is he gonna be able to block? Or like want to? I I tweeted this out. Honestly, guy, if he makes the team, like legitimately makes the team, it might be his greatest accomplishment. His post post Florida, more impressive than Jared Hain making the 49ers? I'm talking Tebow. No, I'm, I'm not I'm talking. Just asking now. I'm just throwing out Jared Hain. Yeah, whose name? Um, yeah, that one's tough. Th- this guy. Fucking switch positions at 33? 
that means he could catch like the, the pushback would be why didn't you try this years ago want to try baseball they are going to be you always hear this and I, I always just nod my head but like when someone dude that lives down in the area like college is king down here you know when you like live in Alabama New Orleans Florida Atlanta they always say that about the NFL team. like what Peyton did and Breeze did making an impact in a college area it's been incredible it's been incredible. Even like Matt Ryan got a little bit of a credit. Like he's made the Falcons important down in college country. Guy, if Tebow makes a team, you got Tebow blocking, you got Trevor Lawrence and ETN, and they've been an enormous factor the last three years at Clemson right there, who's a powerhouse. And you got Urban Rome in the sideline. Like that will be the biggest just casual college guy draw to the Jags. They have an opportunity. Tebow's got to be good. But if he can be good enough just to make the team, they're going to have some eyeballs down in that region. I don't know. Like, you and me might not care that much for, like, a 5 No, I care. Just, I, yeah, I'll pay attention. But I'm, I'm, I'm you agree, though? Absolutely. Like, don't you think that place is going to be kind of viewed as, like, the SEC on steroids? Well, it'd be, you'd have two of the largest star quarterbacks in the last 20 – I mean, ever. Certainly Tebow. I, you know, Trevor Lawrence, I don't think – Shot over, you know, became like yeah, a Reggie. He was like Bush. a star more for NFL stuff yeah. than he was for college. Yeah. The division sucked. Tebow, probably the biggest college guy of the last 20 years, I think. Right? Uh, yeah, Tebow Reggie. Yeah. Um, Bob Baffert's horse. Did you hear about this one? Kentucky Derby. Does the, does the horse need to answer for his sins? Did you, did you hear the excuse? I thought Baffert said we never gave it to him. The, the, what they're claiming is that one of the guys who takes care of the horse was not feeling good, drank a lot of cough medicine, peed on the hay in the horse's stall. The horse ate the hay, and this chemical was in the cough medicine. That's got to be one of the most ridiculous excuses. Is that one of the I've best? I don't, I don't think I've ever, like, this is better than any baseball player, Tony Bosch excuse. Hasn't Bob Baffert's horses been caught for this before? Because Churchill Downs banned him. Yeah, I don't know right if he's now. caught for this specific steroid, but yes, there's been some smoke around Bob Baffert. What do you think? And I don't know, like, did you see that the books are not, like, if you had the second place horse that should have won, you don't get to cash the ticket, and they're not going to re- take your money back or whatever. Well, did they invalidate this horse's Kentucky Derby win? Not the books, I just th- did the Derby take the trophy? I think it's being appealed, right? It's in the appeal So, yeah, the, I don't think the books can award money to anybody else until this thing gets yeah, they, figured out. Yeah. But the books, it, it, people that won on that horse, Medina, Medina, whatever the horse is called. I, I don't know what the horse's name was, but. Yeah. Something like that. They can't, like, demand you pay them the money back, can they? <laughs> yeah, I don't know what you do. I already spent it. It's just, I did not hear that excuse. That is a fucking incredible excuse. Honestly, it's so outrageous. It feels like there's a little truth to it. Does it doesn't it feel it's outrageous enough to like, I honestly, I can see that. One thing I wonder is. If you're is, just there, right, and there's no bathrooms out there, you just piss. People, the horses listen, are pooping I grew up around there. farmers. We just pee outside. Yeah. Farmers just pee outside. You just pee in the whole, hey, horse doesn't care. You're all just poor, horses pooping Absolutely. and peeing. Horses doing just like gallons worth yeah. of work. But you would think, it is believable the guy would pee in the hay. For right? sure, but like out of some respect for the horse, maybe you pee somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the horse is pretty but important. Hey, bro. Yeah. yeah, you would think. Like, yeah. guys. Uh, my question what, would be. We had a beer last night. Don't pee in the horse's my, hay with your alcohol my thing pee. Would, 
my thing would be how much are you really peeing to like have it sit there and get be strong enough to then test positive how many days before does it sit in the horse like if you're going to make that excuse you would have to back that with like well, even if that's the case, it would only stay in the horse for 15 hours. You have like, to have footage. You know, would you have footage of the guy going in there at a certain time? The uh, coming out, like doing this with his hands. Um, yeah. Do you give the... Bedford do, feels like a little bit of the... Uh, Bafford feels a little bit like Belichick Ian villain of the whole horse race. Yeah, yeah. Because he's so much better than everyone else. Dominant. He's by far the most famous guy. But he definitely has some shady shit on his resume. And this horse came out of nowhere. The... Uh, was it? Didn't you tell me it was a thousand dollar buy thousand by the rich guy? Five. It was very cheap horse that they, which is not the way it works if, typically. No. Right? If you were to give the horse steroids, maybe you would just have this excuse on deck in perpetuity. Mm-hmm. Like every day before the race, you just always have somebody go in there, say they're sick, have footage of them at the Walgreens buying some cough syrup, have footage of them going in, have footage of them kind of zipping up as they walk out. Like you just set it up. You just have this excuse ready. Like, this excuse is going to be so unbelievable that you're going to have to believe it because who would make this thing up? Cough syrup? I, saw, I, I did see an interview. Uh, witnesses the say they did see him coughing the day before. I did see the, an interview where Bafford was like, you know, surrounded by reporters. was like, I got the call this morning. Just some bad news. Like, bad news? Like, this is like, this is a career ender, buddy. He like, said this it's is, cancel culture. <laughs> this is bad news. Your horse got fucking caught with, uh, you know, something it's not supposed to take. These horses, too. They know between I the mean, difference just, right and wrong, you know, the horses. Yeah, no, I know. I, I just want to hear from the horse. <laughs> the horse needs to speak you for know. himself. So, later, everybody. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.